0: Hello, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. I hope you are well. This week I wanted to talk about um, reflective conversations because this has come up a number of times over the last, actually a couple of weeks with families I'm working with. And I think it's a really interesting one for us to be thinking about in terms of what we think ought to be happening in those conversations, how are we actually reflecting and what is it we're trying to get out of the conversation? So what's the outcome we want? Now, what am I talking about when I say reflective conversations? For me, these are conversations we are having with our child to reflect with them on a situation that has happened And that might be an escalation. It might not be. It might be something that you can see they're struggling with that you want to help them with. It might be a general kind of reflection on, you know, just how you're seeing things to help them process stuff. But I think we need to think about how are we reflecting and actually really are we wanting to reflect with them? Or are we actually wanting to use the idea of a reflective conversation to tell them what we think they should be doing differently and how we think they should be doing it? For me, if we are having a reflective conversation with them that actually involves us telling them, maybe after an escalation, what they did wrong, why they shouldn't have done it like that, how they should have done it better and how you expect them to do it better next time, that isn't really reflecting, that's telling. So yes, you are reflecting with them, but you're not reflecting with them. You are telling them what they need to do differently next time. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm told what I need to do differently next time, what I hear is, you didn't do this very well, you're not good enough, make sure you do it the way I want you to do it next time. Now, that might just be me <laughs> doesn't like that approach. Who knows? But I also know that it's much harder for me then to do that thing next time. I'm so worried about making sure I get it right. For many of us as parents, we will have been brought up in that way as well. You know, if we've done something we shouldn't have done, our parents will have said, you shouldn't have done that. That's not good enough. Don't do it like that again. And if you have to do X, make sure you do it in this way. And we would have been told because that's how we were brought up. And so for many of us, that's how we naturally parent. We tell the child off. We might ask them why they did it that way. And then we tell them what they need to do better next time. And that might work for some children. But for a lot of children, actually, that's not hearing them. That's not helping them understand what was happening for them and helping them think how could they do it differently next time. That, for me, is a true reflective conversation. Reflecting with them, not at them. If we want things to change over time, we reflect with them. We teach them that ability to look back and think, how was I feeling in that moment? And now, obviously, for some of our children, they're not going to know how they were feeling in that moment. To be honest, I don't always know how I was feeling in a moment. So they're not. But we can slowly help them think about that and realize that emotions are okay. They might feel not okay. They might feel scary. They might feel anxious. They might feel too big and things that we don't want. But over time, we can help them reflect on that and feel hopefully slightly safer with that emotion. And how can they share it and express it in a way that is safe for them and those around them? If we're just telling them how to do it differently, A, that way we're telling them might not work for them, but it's much harder for them to take it on board and they're not really being listened to. In the moment, they need our empathy, not our telling. Or even our sympathy, actually, they need our empathy. And if we're saying to them, you didn't do this well enough, why did you do it like that? You shouldn't have done it like that. You should have done it like this. Next time, do it like this. Their barriers are going to go straight up. They're not going to hear it. You're not creating connection. You're creating a barrier and you're helping them think unintentionally, potentially helping them think I'm not good enough. I never get it right. And hands up, I have 100 percent done that to my son 100 percent of times because I'm human and I get it wrong. And sometimes I will say something that he might see as me punishing him, but is me going, no, actually, I think this is the right thing to do in this situation. Doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean he's right. But it does mean maybe I need to talk with him to understand what's going on and accept that generationally what we did or didn't do as children when we were ill or not ill doesn't work for this generation reflecting with them helps solve the problem reflecting at them keeps you where you are and keeps you stuck and if you are currently reflecting at your child and nothing is changing let's think about working with them reflecting with them engaging them in finding the solutions helping them to understand their emotions helping us to think about right what can I be doing differently as the parent how can I talk to them differently how can I work with them differently to help them understand themselves Because I don't know about you, but I think that's my job as a parent, is to help my son understand his emotions and process them and be able to achieve everything he's capable of achieving in this world and reach his potential. And me telling him what he's going to do isn't going to stop that necessarily, but it's not necessarily going to help him develop with the level of emotional intelligence I would like him to grow up having and being able to do, being able to understand his own emotions as much as he and any other person is able to, and that will be different for every single child, obviously. But I think so often we feel, particularly after an escalation, that they need to be told what was right, what was wrong, and how they should do it differently. And I'm not saying we shouldn't say, look, you know, hitting your brother in that scenario is not helpful thing to do we need you know it's not a safe thing to do or whatever the words are that they would understand of course we need to help them understand what is and isn't acceptable but it's doing that in a way that helps the child and helps them understand and think about other ways they can express their emotions because otherwise you're going to be well you might as well talk to a big wall, because they can't take on board what we're saying because their barriers have gone straight up i think this idea of reflecting with them it's also called deferred conversations in NVR, having this deferred conversation afterwards saying, I'm really sorry, that's how you were feeling. I could see you were really upset earlier on. I'm wondering how I could help. That for me is reflecting as opposed to the other way that I've talked about, you know, don't do that. It's not good enough. Do it this way. That's telling. But that kind of reflecting doesn't come easy to many of us in a whole different areas of our life not just in terms of with our children because it takes us to acknowledge that maybe they didn't mean to do what they were doing it takes us to be able to reflect on our own emotions and our own thought processes it takes us to be willing to engage with them and have a conversation and maybe acknowledge we need to do things differently it takes longer to have the conversation potentially and it doesn't mean that we have found that quick answer that I've solved that problem, I've done what I should do as an adult because I've had the last word and I've told them what was right or wrong. And let's be honest, some of us, we want to have the right last word. We're the adult, we're the parent, we are going to have that last word. And that feels good. It does feel good. Don't always help though, does it? And that is the issue. You know, I like having the last word. Quite good at that. So is my son. Maybe he's learnt it from me there may be something in that maybe he has learned that from me but that's the whole point it's not about who has the last word it's about reflecting with them and helping them you know I believe our children hold a mirror up to us and they help us see the things in us that we need to think about as do other people around us but if we can have that genuine reflective conversation with them We can work with them. We can show we're open to their thoughts and their feelings. We can see their emotions. We create a stronger connection with them. And through that, we start moving forward. And as I said, this is a conversation I've had with a lot of families recently. And this is no judgment. You know, I hope you will know if you've been listening to me for a while. I don't judge. I'm just as bad. I'm just as bad. That sounds awful, doesn't it? I get it wrong all the time. You know, um, my son said something to me the other day and he went, but mum, that's a punishment. I was like, no, it's not a punishment. You know, if that happens, then we do it like this. Or if you're not feeling well in our house, if you're not feeling well, you don't play games, computer games. And he was up, but that's a punishment. You're not allowing me to play computer games just because I'm feeling ill, and it's not my fault I'm feeling ill. And we had a good conversation about the fact that I don't see that as a punishment, and maybe that's something I need to think about and change. I'm not going to. He's not playing computer games if he's ill, and um, but I will, I will look about it and think about it and and reflect on it. I'm still really struggling with that idea. That you would play computer games when you're off school if you're sick, uh, or at the weekend if you're sick. If you're too sick to do anything, you should be resting in bed or lying on the sofa watching telly. But that's also a generational thing, isn't it? And sometimes what we're saying, we're not perceiving in a negative way. We want to help them, we want to help them get better or learn about their emotions or achieve whatever it is they're trying to achieve. But how they're hearing it isn't the way we're intending it to come across. And that for me is where these reflective conversations become so important because we're working with them. We're hearing what they're saying. We're really listening to them and not just doing it our own way. So that's this week's thought about reflective conversations. How are you having them? Are you really reflecting? Um, And this is me reflecting as well on how I parent, which it's one of the reasons I love doing these podcast episodes because it's always what's coming up in my work with families during that time, be that in the group sessions or one-to-one. Um, but it also helps me reflect on my parenting as well. Um, and it's, it's a constant journey, isn't it? Thinking about what we're doing right, what we could tweak. Um, I don't think any of us is failing, but I think lots of us feel like we are. And even when we are, and if someone says, no, no, you're not failing, we don't always listen to it, do we? Uh, but if we can reflect on that and if we can reflect on ourselves and what we're doing well and what we want to tweak, but also reflect with our children, then I think we start to see changes as we move forward. So that is this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connected Parenting. As ever, um, the Connected Parenting Hub is there. If you're a parent or a carer and you would like help and support, there are a huge wide range of resources in there. Um, on not just connected parenting but you know on sensory stuff and um, sleep and eating and a whole range of things um, and obviously you've got sessions with myself and our, our other resident experts if you are a professional looking for support then we've got the professionals NVR hub along with um, our level one training at the end of march there's a few spaces left on that um, and our level three will be starting again in june so if you're a professional we've got training and support sessions specifically for yourself and your role And if you're a parent carer, we've got those as well, predominantly through the hub at the moment. Uh, So I hope that has been a helpful kind of reflection this week and yeah, reflection on reflecting. And I will see you next week for next week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting.